Good day everyone. We are at Foresight and I am Ulubale Tudive and this time I'm joined by my colleague Nikhil. So Nikhil um, is recently married. He's currently going through the honeymoon phase and then in his pod time he's coming up with these really cool presentations about um, patient care. So Nikhil, do you just want to give a brief introduction about yourself and how married life is going? <laughs> Hi everyone. Uh, Nikhil here. I'm an actuarial consultant at Insight, and this is my fifth year at the company. Mm. I've always been excited to to work in healthcare, and it's awesome to have the opportunity to do so. Uh, as Luba mentioned, happily married for six months, so going strong. <laughs> it's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys planning on locating anywhere? Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think Cape Town would be the long-term goal. But uh, just a matter of making it happen. I just love having my friends close by. And besides, Cape Town is the best. We all know it's the best. Mm. Um, so this is your second time speaking on Foresight. Yeah. Um, I wasn't there to watch the first time, but this time you did really well. It was such an insightful talk. So Nikhil gave us a talk on leveling up our understanding of the patient journey through the health system. So do you want to just give us a rough overview of what that entails and what really inspired you to tackle this topic? Sure. Um, so a lot of what we know about the patient journey is what we can put together from claims data, mm -hmm. pre-authorization data. But mm -hmm. the problem with that is it's often fragmented. Uh, we have to aggregate it before we can look into insights. And a lot of that requires you know, a bit of understanding of data science and so on. Mm -hmm. So there's a bit of disconnect between, you know, what clinicians, people building interventions for mm -hmm. patients uh, need and what we're able to give them with the available data. Um, and one of the useful tools that we have is something like an episode grouper mm -hmm. that can take that very granular detail and string everything together into episodes of care. And really what that does is help us build uh, a better view, a better picture of the patient journey in its entirety. Uh, so part of the talk is, you know, what is the episode grouper? How does it relate to the patient journey? What can it do? And another part of the talk is, okay, we've got the tool, mm -hmm. and now what can we do with it to predict uh, predict claims experience going forward? That's very interesting. I remember very early on in my journey at Insight, um, one of the first things I was exposed to was the DRG, so the Diagnostics-Related Grouper. And I was actually shocked that this wasn't something that's all over the market that everyone has. And I was shocked how are people doing analysis without this amazing tool. So do you want to just touch on that and how we went from the DRG to our episode Grouper? Uh, so one thing about the DRG is it focuses on the in-hospital setting. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, of course, a crucial part of the patient journey, but it is only a part of it. Mm -hmm. uh, a sort of a, a shortfall of it is it often looks at admissions in isolation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily collect or connect the information between different admissions and you know mm -hmm. what happens between them. Mm. We all know outside of a hospital admission, there's a lot that happens. You go to your pharmacist, mm. you have specialist follow-ups, mm. rad, path, everything, you name it. Mm. Um, and so there's a lot about the patient journey that gets lost when we only focus on a DRG. It's definitely useful. It has many uses in industry, mm -hmm. uh, which we're well aware of. But 
the idea is that we're not really focused just on in-hospital costs. We want to understand uh, the patient journey holistically so we can better structure interventions, better coordinate care for members, um, and think about how to improve quality outcomes for them. It's not just about keeping costs low, but also trying to see, you know, are there areas of underservicing? Are people being cared for correctly during uh, these episodes? So now looking at the episode grouper, um, do you mind just explaining what the episode grouper does and how it actually overcomes the shortfalls that we saw in the DRG? Uh, so the episode grouper tries to look at all of the claim lines, all of the claims made by a patient, mm. and then try to group together which claims are related to the same episode of care. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's possible for episodes to be overlapping, uh, like chronic beneficiaries will have different episodes happening at the same time. Mm. Um, the DRG, while very useful, focuses mainly on the in-hospital setting. So we get a view of what a specific admission was, we can categorize it, mm. but it doesn't really lend itself to understanding, given a person's uh, patient journey, a person's history of interactions mm. with healthcare, what's their risk profile like at that time? Uh, so the episode group was really trying to give a more complete version of the patient journey, whereas the DRG is just a snippet uh, of a point in time. That's very interesting. So what are some practical applications of actually using the episode grouper? So it can be used as a risk management tool. For mm -hmm. example, you can look for specific types of episodes across different regions in the country, mm -hmm. see which episodes contribute to variations benchmarked across the national norm. Mm -hmm. uh, you can then drill into each of those episodes to identify which are the providers usually involved here, uh, what are the typical costs expected? Can these be managed more efficiently? Mm. Um, is there room for coordinating the care across different providers? Mm. Uh, again, it's not just the data that's fragmented in our system. It's also some of what uh, or how providers uh, treat patients. Mm. So we, if we can get a better understanding of who's involved in that episode, we can also look to structure uh, how we provide care to members and patients a bit better. That's amazing. In your talk, you spoke about using um, the, the information you got from the episode grouper in, in your GLM, so your general linear model. So do you mind just sharing just a quick snippet of what your findings were once you included the information we get from the episode um, grouper rather than when we don't have it in our GLM? So, I mean, uh, there was one slide where I put up where we look at the precision of the model. Mm -hmm. So really just focusing on all of all the positive predicted values, you know, how many of those are correct. Mm -hmm. um, and we could see that once we start to bring in information from the episode grouper, like the number of episodes, the type of episodes, as well as what the episode grouper says about the risk segmentation of mm -hmm. that member, uh, like are they high risk? Are they more likely for maternity cases, mm -hmm. uh, et cetera? Once we bring that information, the precision of the model increases quite a bit, somewhat from 20% to 60%. That's amazing. That's amazing. And um, you also spoke about how these percentage differences are very crucial when it comes to the cost savings when we're coming up with um, risk management and case management um, interventions. Do you want to just talk on just a the example you shared on how like that percentage change is going from a 20% or 14% to going to 50, 60%, how that 
results in savings of millions, essentially, when we're coming up with coming up with our risk intervention methods. So one sort of case study we tried to look at is, you know, can we take the same approach and then apply it to cardiac admissions? Mm. So similar approach looking at the demographic profile, risk segmentation, episode history, etc. If we chuck that into a model, you know, what can we come up with? Um, you know, if you're picking someone at random from the population, you have a one in a hundred chance of being right. Mm. If you're using the model, 54 out of 100 being right. Mm. Um, I think I showed two examples where we used a weak model, mm. one with around 14%. Mm. Then once they bring in the episode group, around 54%. Mm. So you're able to more accurately identify the members that are going to have admissions. That means you can coordinate where you're going to put your interventions into place. Mm. Uh, in an ideal world, we could probably you know apply the interventions to everyone in the population, but... Mm. Healthcare is of limited supply and we have to manage it efficiently. Mm. And, you know, part of this is just using uh, the data, using the tools we have to try and help uh, resource allocation, really. Um, I think in that example, we saw savings go from like around 1 million to 4.4. And the number of people that, you know, you get get benefit from this jumps from 28 to 108. Mm. Um so, you know, 54% on the face of it doesn't sound great, but it, it can have a, a meaningful impact. Um, I do know that we did look at very uh, sort of rough examples of what an intervention could be, but in the case of cardiac admissions, you could look at getting people to see dietitians. Mm. You could look at uh, trying to manage their cholesterol more proactively, um, getting them to, to have more regular check-ins with the nurse or having a nurse call out to them. So there are um, possible interventions, and I suppose you would then just need to decide on which ones would would be the most efficient in terms of uh, reducing the the chances of admission. Thank you so much. This is very interesting. Um, Nikhil has touched on basically using the episode grouper to look at retrospective data, how things happened, and then we compare with different providers, different provinces to use that. We've also looked at proactive ways in which we can use the episode grouper to be like really there to um, use that in a much more effective way to allocate our resources for interventions. And I think um, both those aspects have been so insightful. And thank you so much for sharing that with us, Nikhil. Do you have any final insight you'd like to Uh, share with us? uh, Well, a lot of the the statistical work was really a lot of back and forth between myself and ChatGPT. Mm. So very, very <laughs> useful tool. Can you find yourself a little out of your depth? Mm. Yeah, I thought that was uh, that was really interesting to see. Uh, even if you don't necessarily have all the know-how, remember mm. what we did back in in university. Mm. Uh, it's uh, it can be a very powerful tool. Thank you so much, sir. Yes, ChatGPT, guys. You might just you might just pass these exams. You might just come up with something new and you might just present an amazing presentation like the one Nikhil put together. Thank you for having us.